Shoot. Mary Lou showing us up. We don't like that shit. <laughs> I do what I just like oh. recording, recording. <laughs> All right. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I already blinked. Uh, I feel better already. Right. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Too Hard Too Fast, the podcast with strong opinions about things that we may or may not know too much about in order to broaden perspectives. Today's episodes, Tuesday and Thursday, we have a special guest because actually we know a lot about what she does. Well, actually, we just know a lot about eating. She does the cooking. She's <laughs> Chef Mary Lou Davis. Mary Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hit him with it right now if I did. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Chef Mary Lou Davis. She works for Whiskey Cake. And if you're a fan of couch potatoing and just been, wa been watching a lot of TV, you will recognize her from this season, season 19 of Hell's Kitchen with uh, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah! <laughs> Who's to blame for this boiled meat? It's me, chef. I'm from Texas. Like, if I don't know how to cook a steak, they'll probably kick me out. He'd throw that back in my face and be like, bloody hell, you purple-haired witch, why did you give me this steak? And I'd be like, shut up, nah. Or actually, in this podcast, these part part one and part two, we're going to talk about what got Mary Lou into cooking, besides being hungry, and <laughs> how it was to be on Hell's Kitchen and how Gordon Ramsay is in real life. Man. We're going to see if we can get any secrets out of her. I know, we'll right? See. Um, uh, <laughs> but I mean, with that said, we'll see what happens. <laughs> that's why we got the bubbly. But with that said, sit back, buckle up, let's go. Too hard, too fast. Boom. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, when we are double fisted on that ass. Woo! That was perfect. Holy dripped out. Mm, mm, mm. I felt good about that. <laughs> the podcast of the century. It's the look. <laughs> hey, 2H2F. First, this episode with Mary Lou Davis is sponsored by Standard Proof Whiskey. They also sent us their Texas Pecan Rye Whiskey for us to try on the podcast, for the podcast, <clears throat> for them, and give it a rating. I say us, but Worm, I'm sorry. I, I'll... What? Ship you a shot glass? U UPS, bro. UPS. Next yeah. day. Overnight. Overnighter. They also gave us this gift right here. This bottle can opener. There's only one. Again, Worm, I'm sorry. Just cut it in half. Give me the circle part. But they gave us two stickers. So I can send you a sticker. All right. Sounds good. With a shot and half of the bottle opener. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, we're going to try this with Mary Lou Davis on the podcast. But I do want to let you know, downtown Nashville, they have a location it's uh, it's where they infuse and bottle their 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 stuff on site. You can try all their liquors, standard proof whiskey. Thank you very much for sponsoring this episode of Too Hard Too Fast podcast. Thank you. Pecan rye, try it. So Mary Lou, as you could tell, we're fat asses. We love to eat. <laughs> um, what do you think of that? 
Hey, I layered any, up a little any bit. Nutritional, no any nutritional advice you have? Any because we'll, we'll probably ignore it. We'll probably ignore it. I mean, all right, all right. Let's see. You know, I talk a lot about the green leafy vegetables. You notice I say they because I don't even follow these. <laughs> Most of the time, I if you think I ate today, I walked around the kitchen. I grabbed like a piece of flank steak from the grill and I just like shoved it in my mouth and ate a milkshake. That's all I had today. Nice. That's what like a cool. cup of coffee. And I was like, man, you should really like have some water, some vegetables. And I was like, OK, OK. And I bought some vegetables. They're in the cooler. I don't know if I'm going to cook them, but I attempted. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you that you should attempt to have green leafy vegetables. All Ooh, right, kale. Good. Kale's great. Yeah. Right. Hey, thanks for the advice. I like that. Well, I like that. well, that was a question I would have asked her later on. Maybe. I don't know. I was wondering, do chefs like want to cook for themselves? Since you guys are always cooking for other people. A lot of the times I have to like be in the mood to cook. So sometimes I'll come home and I'm like, there's one dish I want to make it. And so I'll go and like, I'll, I'll be inspired by something and I'll make it. So, but that doesn't happen all the time. A lot of the times, like I come home and I'm tired and I eat popcorn for dinner. If I have dinner or I drink a bottle of champagne for dinner, or I just eat some rice. Uh, but for these past four days, since like this cold front has come down, I oh, have yeah. just been whipping it up. You know, he's got a chop challenge in my house every single day. I was like, I didn't even know I could do that. You surprised yeah. yourself, Mary. <laughs> hey, well, because you were you were closed in with this uh, crazy Texas weather that we just had, right? No sense. I know. Hey, let's go back to the champagne. So, uh, what are you drinking now? Right now, when I'm drinking, just you know, a little bit of bubbles. If you know anything about me, you know Mary likes champagne. <laughs> I mean, I'll meet people and they'll ask me like my drink of choice, and I ask for champagne, and they're like. Man, you're so classy. And I'm like, you haven't seen the way I drink it. <laughs> That's we'll we still think it. you're classy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, this is perfect for Too Hard Too Fast because we were just talking about this the other day. Like when we open up a bottle of wine, we don't bother to put it in a glass because we know we're going to kill the bottle. Why so, have a wash? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what Warren was saying. Why have, why have to wash another dish? Exactly. Worm, you get it. <laughs> Worm gets it. Um, so what is the percentage? What is it called? And what is the percentage of alcohol that you have in there? Um, this one, this is La Marca. I just got it at my neighborhood H-E-B because I went in real quick because everything is gone. And the percentage of alcohol is, it's only 11%. So I can drink this whole bottle and still be fine. Nice. That's what's up. I know. I, I think about these things, you know? <laughs> no, not at all. We're the same way. It's all good. Look at <laughs> George with his damn bottle over there. And Jeez. I also got this one right here. For one of oh! <laughs> and, you know, this is that Henny VSOP because she is very special. And this one's 40% alcohol. So what is that? That's 80 proof. Yeah. And proof. you can drink that whole bottle and still be fine? Still be classy? Um, Define classy. <laughs> <laughs> things will change <laughs> well right. you know what I think in that case we should take a shot before we fully get started okay I got you alright let's do it we should hey um, hey, Mary Lou just very quick uh, I'm going to take off my mask before I take it off if George gives you a too hard too fast face mask would you uh, would you wear it Lotto. of course I will Yeah. All right, yeah. George gotta send it Right, I'll send that over. All we'll right. get it. We'll we'll get your contacts and I'll and, send it over. And I'm feeling a little sick, but but oh well. 
drinking time. So <laughs> Wait, what's mine? <laughs> you gotta cover it up. Whatever you gotta do. Oh my bad, hey. Okay. Uh, there's a digital. Okay, it goes digital now, so just careful. <laughs> hey, salut. So Mary Lou. Hey. So. Cheers. It's just so smooth. Yeah. Like it doesn't. My friend, okay, so my sous chef bought me the the Henny VSOP. And then he also bought me just regular Henny. And then I got another sous chef and he bought me the Henny Black. So then I had my friends come over and we each took a shot of a different Henny. And after drinking this one, I'm like, damn, I can't go back. I just, I can't. <laughs> like my wallet is making me. But if it wasn't for that, like, I was just, this bitch is smooth. <laughs> I had the Henny Black. And I was like, <laughs> so that's like a higher, I've only had one kind of Hennessy. And I think I've only had it in spring break and it was mixed with a, something else, a hypnotic. It was a, a it, and it was like the Hulk. I think that's what they Apple called Hulk. it. Yeah. So that's the only time I've ever had honey. I make um, my own drink actually. It, I call it a scrippers delight with a K scrippers. And so what it is, is you get your henny and then you get champagne and just a splash of pineapple juice, but you got to play juicy J in the background slaps every time. That's how you get the party started. <laughs> I would have to try that. I'm not much. I usually I'm a whiskey drinker, or when I when I can afford it. Usually it's uh, vodka, my drink of choice. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that vodka. Throw it in a milkshake, and then you got a mudslide. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm innovative. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so Man, I'm not chef and a mixologist. That's what's up. Shoot. Okay, hey. so you know what? Before we're moving on. Let's uh, give me a rating for that uh, bubbly that you had. For this one that and I And we're going to go, I'm sorry, I should have said. Yeah, I'm, uh, George, you didn't explain the rating system. <laughs> so you're going to. More gonna rules, Mary, no rules. You know, that's how George is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, he'll hold you back. He holds me back. Go ahead. That's why, that's why everybody loves Worm, and usually everybody's like, hey, it was fine meeting you, George. <laughs> <laughs> um, so judging on the label, the the price versus the percentage of alcohol okay. and the taste the price what would and the price point why would you rate it between 1.0 to 2 using decimals damn two being too hard too fast that's the best damn i see what you did there that was smart <laughs> <laughs> i came up with it i came up with thank you whatever rules, rules it was a collaborative <laughs> effort it was collaborative effort. all right all right all right all right okay lamborghini mercy um, I'm going to give this La Marca Prosecco, which is an Italian sparkling wine. I do know that. I'm going to oh, give her a solid 1.7 uh, price. It's only going to be like $14. So, she, yeah, she's not that expensive, especially when you go to H-E-B. She already cold. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they hit me with that. You're only going to get 11% for your alcohol, which means I can finish the whole bottle. I got at least four mimosas in here. And it only cost me $14. And it tastes really mm -hmm. good. Like, don't hit me with that Andre or whatever that other one is. It's like $4. Because that, that should give you a hangover. But I could drink two of these and there's no hangover in the morning. <laughs> I got to try that. I think mm -hmm. I've ever tried Mimosas. And if man, I get a hangover, I'm going to be pissed, Mary Lou. All right. I'm be pissed. <laughs> you know where I work? Come visit me. I'll feed you. All right. Hey, you better feed me then. <laughs> there you go. Like I, came to go I got you. All right. Okay. 
1.7. So 1.7 means that if that HEB that you got that from does not have it, you're going to go ahead and drive to the other HEB just for it. It's, yeah, it's right next to it. Perfect. It's not even a far drive, so I got that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll another one. Uh, Wormsers, what are you drinking? All right, well, you know, uh, I guess I'm supporting another Four Corners uh, brewing uh, beer. I don't think I've tried this one yet, El Grito. All right, do you guys have El uh, Grito? No. Oh, no. Or do you have El Grito? <laughs> not in me. I haven't had a Grito in a while. Who's <laughs> blowing up the okay. speakers on uh, on Zoom. Nimolo. <laughs> Screw it. Let's see. We're too hard, too fast, dude. Right, Mary Lou? Yeah. Too hard. Do a grito. George, Mary Lou, do a grito. Just Man, my sister's been ah. trying to do that forever. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. George, Ooh. she did it. You can't leave her hanging. Come on, George, come on. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Rules. Rules. No, I'm just... Oh, rules, bitch. She's a bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, rules. No, I'm going to do it. Here we go. Ready? Oh, okay. okay. It's that Mexican blood straight from across the border. <laughs> working on it. I'm working on oh, it. Oh, I should have. <laughs> my sister says, oh, we're done it with my guitar right here. Oh, we all did oh. yeah. All right. So 4.4%. I like the label. Um, I, uh, the price is all right. Uh, I think it's a little bit higher than other ones, but uh, it tastes good. I give it like a one point. 1.67. What was the alcohol? Uh, it's let's low 4.4. Nah, maybe 4. okay. 1.63. Nah, always changing up the score of the rating. I know it's because that's too low, man. 4.4. It's all right. It's no 11. percent You know what I mean? So. All right. So I'm drinking up today. And then very quick, uh, I'm also drinking some Evan Williams, some bourbon <laughs> whiskey and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Percent, cheap. Uh, hey, let's do another shot. Let's do another shot, everyone. All right. Um, this one I like. It's smooth. One point, one point seven five. All right. So this episode as is sponsored by Standard Proof Whiskey. Merlu works for Whiskey Cake, right? so there's kind of like a little connection there. There you go. Um, they sent this bottle over for us to try, so I'm gonna try it right now. To Texas Pecan. The label's pretty cool. They're from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh. So to me, I don't know if that's, this is what they wanted to do, but it almost looks like a record, like a record label kind of thing. Yeah, okay. I don't know, but in, you know, Nashville, uh, home of country music, it's actually really good. <laughs> really good. I think I'm going to, if I kill this bottle and I forget to close out the podcast, I am so sorry. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to hey, give it a one point. Mary Lou, you say pecan or pecan? I say pecan. Pecan? Yeah. I say pecan. I'm from, a, like, I'm from like the Midwest, and it just okay. never left. All right. We'll, we'll get into that right now. We'll get into that. All right. Let's uh, 1.85. Oh, wow. shit. That's pretty biased because uh, they're sponsoring, but uh, they're not. They're, I'm not being biased at all. So it's a 1.85, which means that if they don't have it at that liquor store, you're going to the next liquor store. Right? I'm gonna have to go all the way to Nashville. But luckily, they ship. If you if you want to buy it, they ship. So just look up standardproofwhiskey.com. They'll ship straight to your door. This this actually came right before the snow hit, so it was perfect. Wow, perfect. 
good timing. Right. Um, you should have hey, just left it out in the snow to cool down. Hey, I got some pictures. Oh, yeah, some pictures? Yeah, oh, I took some pictures on the for the Instagrams. That's <laughs> what I'm doing a little bit. <laughs> now I'm just going to drink this up, drink a little bit of the Miller Lite. I'm not going to write this because it will really disappoint a lot of people. Are we all <laughs> double fisted right now? We are. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Yeah. And you're the reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so shots. <laughs> All right, shots. Cheers. 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 What are you drinking? Let's go. No, I'm drinking some Evan Williams from here, some bourbon whiskey. Mary Lou, you like whiskey? <laughs> not that much. No, no, that's what I figure. I'm not a big whiskey person. Like, mm. we'll do these little whisking, like, tastings at work. And they're like, yeah. all right. Here's this whiskey, and I just show up because I'm like, you ain't gonna do shit without me. And I'll taste it. And I'm like, oh, that's good. And I walk away. And I'm like, eh. Like, <laughs> I refuse. So at, whis at whiskey cake, like, is I never been. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. I don't know. I've never had the opportunity to go. Uh, I'm what you would call lower socioeconomic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I just, I've never had the opportunity to go, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Huh? And when I hear it's like whiskey cake, I thought it was just like a dessert place. I didn't know if it was like a. No, like the like cheesecake a, factory. And you're like, there's more than cheesecake there? Yeah. That's, exactly. That's um, is there really whiskey and cakes? Is that a thing? There's whiskey and there's the whiskey cake. So the whiskey cake was so good that they named the restaurant after it. And it's like an English style topic tour. But inside the cake itself is no whiskey. But we top it with a toffee sauce that has whiskey in it. And at the base of it is a bourbon anglaise that has whiskey in it. That's it. And I was like, man, yeah, there's about a good, for a one-time recipe, there's like almost five cups of whiskey. And I was like, god damn. <laughs> is that a lot? It's a good amount for like the recipe. It's, you know, you're expecting it to be like, hey, I'm making a one-time recipe. This is going to be like six gallons. No, it's like two gallons worth. Dang, that sounds like a normal Saturday for me. Exactly, for you. Then no, we have in and they're like, is the whiskey in the cake? And I'm like, no, ma'am, it is not. But it's all over that sauce. You want me to throw some extra sauce on it for you? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Can you get a little more of the sauce, please? <laughs> I got you. You want something to go? You want it on the side? You want it on top? Where you want it? Hey, Mary Lou, so you said you're from the Midwest. I was under the impression you were a San Antonio girl. Yeah, uh, you, you maybe deceived now. us, so we got to cut this short now. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, but where were you born? Where were you raised? That was all that. Okay, so I was born in Logan Sport, Indiana, really small town. It's where the like middle school, high school, elementary school is all named after the town. Everybody <laughs> know everybody. Uh, really, not much going on. Whenever I meet people from small towns, I'm like, "What's the name of your grocery store?" Because oh <laughs> that's how you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we in Texas, we have HEB. I'm from Indiana. I'm like, we had Marsh. Uh, we had Martin's and like, if you had money, then you got to go to Martin's. So that was cool. Yeah. I would, go, I would go to Martin's. I couldn't buy nothing, but I'm like, this shit is good in here. <laughs> and I would just work my way down to Marsh and you had like two Marshes, the good Marsh and the bad Marsh. Oh, sure. I live by the bad Marsh. So yeah. it's all right. But I've been yeah. raised in San Antonio. So I have been in San Antonio since I was five years old for like, okay. so it's like, you know, 20 years now. 
And my mother would send me back to Indiana as soon as summer would start because I'm an only child. So it's like if school's over, like, what is it? May 24th, May 25th, I was in Indiana. And if school started August 30th, um, August 29th, I was back. I had no time. So I, I claimed that I was raised by both of them. So I was 18. I didn't have to go back no more. Thank God. Mm, so you have family in both, both mm-hmm. cities? Okay. So what so would you... Uh, I'm sorry. What is... um? Your preference now that you live in both? Uh, maybe that's a oh. tough thing, but I'm talking more like weather-wise. Or not judging this weather that we just had. San Antonio all the way. As soon as my mom moved me here, I'm like, I'll never go. I'll never go back to Indiana. Like, the snow was nice. It was nice for, like, a good 30 minutes, you know? And you're like, look, it's snowing. This is awesome. It's cold. I don't like this anymore. I got to wear too many clothes. What is a coat? What is a coat? <laughs> That's yeah. we didn't for a couple weeks ago, right? Where <laughs> for the the snow that just came down, we we didn't have like any proper shoes for. I didn't have gloves. I was using socks as right? gloves. Who has gloves? <laughs> exactly. Apparently, my wife has everything that she needs because she was out there perfectly bundled up. Uh, me and my son just <laughs> just trying to figure it out. Hands freezing, going, okay, we're ready to go back in by the fire already. <laughs> Where they're all red as shit, and you're like, ah, ah, ah. Yes, and then we're trying to put it by the fire, like, just so, like, it can, like, warm up, and it would sting. And so my son's going, ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> so clearly we had no idea what the heck we were doing. I don't know. And then, and then we were flushing, we're, we were actually, we, we had a pipe burst. So we were, uh. We were uh, boiling snow so we can flush the toilet. TMI, but yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. We survived. We, we made it through. We were, I still think we were one of the luckier ones because we only had that one thing, quick fix. And, you know. Yeah, I know. Others, others who had it, yeah, way worse. Uh-huh. Stuff. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for bringing anyway, me down, George. Uh, let's do this. Shoot. So. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, so, so Mary Lou, you went to high school, though, in San Antonio, though, right? I did. All right. We always ask, what high school did you go to? I went to two. So I went to MacArthur and Wagner. Oh, they're both Oh, bad. dang. I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I didn't go to high school in San Antonio. So I don't know. Is that good or bad? <laughs> Where'd y'all go to high school at? I'm We're from, from, from Eagle Pass, Texas. Different EP. I'm from El Paso. You already told me you was going to stop talking to me because I wasn't from San Antonio. I'm just talking to you. Hey, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah we, we came to San Antonio for college, and I ended up staying. Warren ended up going off to bigger and better things. Sorry. <laughs> nah, not really. I'm trying to get back to San Antonio, but we'll see. I'm in West Texas right now. So. West Texas? Yeah. But uh, So anyways, what the two high schools so there, are those good or bad high schools? Oh, which one do you like more? Um, mm, okay, they're like, they're completely different. Oh, really? So, yeah. Like That's they, like the good Marshall and the bad Marsh? Is it yeah, like it's, it's, it's very similar to that because, you oh, know, really? that one with like nothing but white people and a couple like black Latinos like sprinkled in. And then you got the <laughs> other one where it's nothing but black people and Latinos and like a couple white people sprinkled in. Like I found them all. They were in drama club. I was like, that's where y'all been hiding. Oh, shit. I was looking for them. So it's like, it came to the point where like, like I said, I'm from Indiana. I went to like Bradley Middle School. It's a white middle school. I went to nothing but like 
white elementary schools. And then I saw my first uh, high school year with a whole bunch of white people. Like I said, a couple of us sprinkled up in there. My yeah, mom yeah. took me to New York to go visit like the family during the summer for like a week. Cause that's the only time she kept me. And then she gave me this 100 question test that she wrote herself. And she gave me like all these scenarios because I, I wasn't used to being around a whole bunch of black people. And she's like, <laughs> I'm going to help you because you're whitewashed. And I was like, what does that mean? Wow. And she's like, no, no, no. Let's let's go over these things. And so I go to high school in 10th grade. I'm scared to talk to any fucking body because I'm like, <laughs> everybody's gonna fight me so do you mind sharing some of those scenarios she would uh i guess test you on okay so one of the scenarios was i was walking my god brother we're like arm in arm and we're just walking across the hall and then she like pushes me and she's like what do you do with my man and i said mom i don't play this game anymore and she's like (laughs) i'm not your mom you with my man and i said mom i don't want to play and she pushed me again she's like i'm not your mom and i was like he didn't tell me he had a girlfriend She's like, exactly, because men will lie to you and they will tell you what you want to hear. And I was like, I don't like this. Oh, and I'll bring that up. And she's like, I did do that, didn't I? And I said, yes, mom. I was afraid to talk to my best friend for like a solid three months. Everybody like black people. And I was like, that's not it. I'm just scared. (laughs) I just don't want anybody to fight me. So did you get into any fights or? No, I got it. I used to, I was on the wrestling team. Okay. So you could kick everyone's ass. I mean, I could, but those are the only fights I got in. Otherwise, like everybody just genuinely likes me. It's like, Hey Mary. And I'm like, hi, I I think I'm just like really excited and happy all the time. So everybody's left me alone. Like nobody ever wanted to fight me. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. I'm totally the opposite. Everybody wants to fight me. Nobody likes me. (laughs) (laughs) Including me. I don't even know why I do this. Uh, but that's funny. I'm from a high school. I'm from a border town. Um, I was born in Mexico, um, was raised in Texas. Nobody knows Eagle Pass. So unless you, unless you like gambling, then you know Eagle Pass. Yeah, I've heard of Eagle Pass. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so my high school was just mostly Hispanics. Uh, And so coming into San Antonio was like a culture shock kind of thing like I met different kinds of cultures and backgrounds and had to adjust the way I was brought up so I can see you know being schooled into into making sure you don't get into any fights yeah you're lucky you had scenarios and stuff I just would get my ass kicked until I finally <laughs> learned until you mm-hmm. fucking learn <laughs> you're lucky <laughs> I learned my lesson I definitely appreciate my mom for all of that. And I was like, you gave me a really fun story to tell. So thanks, mom. And she's like, I just care. And I'm like, no, I know. I know you care. Yeah. And where's your mom from, though? Indiana? My mom's from Indiana, too. Okay. So nice. like, she's from Indiana, and I'm glad she moved me out because I could not. I could not stay there. Hey, Mary Lou, so what happened after high school? Um, after high school, I went to college. I got like a full scholarship to UNT. So over in Dallas. Nice. And then after I graduated from there, I went to the college. Oh, don't jump ahead. Yeah, no, what, did what did you study? How was your experience at UNT? What was your scholarship? Degree? Did you ride a bike? I heard they all have bikes and all that crap, dude. I rode no bikes. Oh, uh, but everyone else did though, right? Yeah, everybody else had their bikes. I didn't have a bike. I refused. I thought about going to UNT, but... Stopped you. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, it was too brown. Yeah, it was too brown. <laughs> I, I fit a little bit better in San Antonio. So well, I had you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I studied. You got cut off. You studied yeah. what? 
Journalism. Journalism, okay. Yeah, I studied journalism for like two years. Uh, oh, I'm lying. Then you found out it was fake news, so you went <laughs> to something else? I'll see what you did there. I lied to you. I studied communications, not journalism. Oh, oh another fake news. All right. For real, though. Not just joking. I studied uh, communication, <laughs> and I wound up on the steps, like, crying, and I was calling my mom. and said, Mom, I don't want to do this. This isn't for me. And she was like, no, it's okay, baby. You've done this so well. You just need to, she's like, change your mind. Go to a different major. You've already worked so hard. So then the next day I went and I rolled into the hospitality school and I'm like, this is it. Cause you know, it's like, it's restaurants and shit. And I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. So now I have a minor in communications. Okay, nice. Yeah. So well, was- what, what made you like, oh, I don't want to do communications anymore. Like what made you that? The only reason why I did communications was because I thought it would help me get my own TV show. And that's mm. not what it was because I wanted to do like my own type of cooking show ever since I was little. And then oh, I remember I was talking to one of the teachers and she's like, if you can't pass this class then you're not going to make it in. And if this isn't what you do, then why are you here? And then, you know, I leave crying. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I hate myself. So, <laughs> and then I switched over to like hospitality and I was like, I should have been doing this the entire time because I didn't even want to go to UNT. Like I was going to go to Johnson mm. and Wales in Miami, which is a co culinary school and I was like I'm gonna buy myself a Spanish daddy and I'll be on the beach kicking it and then it was like super fucking expensive and I told you I already got a full ride to UNT so I was like I guess I'll go there (laughs) (laughs) nice hospitality Hospitality. that's cool uh don't they have specializations or no it's just general it's uh pretty much general but you you like specialize yourself so it's like hey I really like the restaurant aspect so I'm going to go and do like what which one of these classes is more towards that so I'll do like the working in the kitchen or working on this restaurant class and it's like well I like to do more hotel stuff so I'm gonna do a focus on like hotel management and hotel stuff but when you graduate it doesn't give you like what part of hospitality were you in no it's hospitality yeah okay no way no nothing it's just that's it. So why culinary? Why why food? Food was like the only thing that I was good at. Like I like to eat and I couldn't figure out anything else. I mean, when you think about it, it's like, what did you want to be when you grew up? I always wanted to be a vampire, but I couldn't make a living off of that. <laughs> and then once I figured out, you know, that I'd have to kill a bunch of people. I was like, maybe this isn't the right choice for me. And then it just <laughs> I never figured out what I wanted to do. And I was in like 10th grade and we were in home ec or, or something to that effect. And we were watching the video and then somebody was on the video was just talking about like becoming a chef. And I was like, I could cook for a living. That's a thing. And then I never looked back. That was it. I just enrolled. How old were you? How old were you when you saw that video? Uh, 15. 15. Okay. So that's when it all started when you were around 15. Yeah. So I, I knew that I always liked to cook, but I didn't know it could be like a career. It was just something to give me something to eat. Wow, okay. So what would you cook when you were around that age? <laughs> Nothing really good, to be honest <laughs> with you. Cereal? That's cereal. Like, you know, like my, my uncle, he taught me what a spread was. So, you know, I would jazz up that ramen a lot of the time. I was like, yeah, mm. girl, yeah, make it like Uncle Bruce makes it with the hot dogs in it. <laughs> so I did that. Um, I loved breakfast like my jam so my my grammy would make a really good she's like make little things you know eggs and bacon and then i'm like grandma let me show you about this frittata how you ready for that let, let me hit you with this omelet right now i was like that's nice. your french toast grandma let's put some of this inside of the french toast and then it just kind of grew from there wow and did she like it when you uh when you were yeah, yeah. Uh, was she nice she was no she was real nice like she was mean but she was nice 
Okay. She's one of those grandmas that wouldn't sugarcoat it. She's like, you're doing a great job. This tastes like garbage. Okay. You. <laughs> you know, I've cried. I would come back and I'm like, all right, let's do it again. <laughs> you didn't have to say it so harsh like that. <laughs> so by the time you got to college and you knew you wanted to do hospitality, um, were you cooking a bunch of different things or it was just still just an interest at that No, time? I wasn't. So it's like, I went from culinary school and high school. Sorry, I went to culinary okay. classes in high school to going to UNT. And I told you the first two years, like I was just doing um, communications, but I was working part-time at this catering company that UNT had. So I would do like little prep work on the line or sometimes they would let me cook little things. So it was just like my first introduction actually learning things, but I wasn't like creating anything. And then I actually didn't fully start cooking like in a kitchen, um, probably until after college. Okay, so what happened after college? And I'll go into that. So Wait, before that, before that, before what that, was the mind. weirdest thing that you cooked in college as like a, I'm a broke student and this is all I got? As a broke student, this is all I got. I, well, actually, so I, I would get a lot of things together from like the catering company. And I remember I had made this, I, I still talk about it to this day, like, we had this leftover steak. And so like, you know, I'm a college student. We ain't getting no steak. So I took that. Steak. So we're going to use that. And they're like, I mean, you can have it. And it was like this day old bread. And I made this fire ass sandwich. And I just wish I could recreate it. I don't know what I did. But if I called my friend up right now and I'd be like, Ian, remember when I made that sandwich? You know, when you make something so good, you got to share it with somebody else so y'all can talk about it. And so like, if I could call him right now, I'm like, you remember I made that sandwich? He'd be like, Mary, that was a good sandwich. But like my roommate now, she moved in um a week ago and she used to be my best friend in college and she still talks about too she's like man i regret not trying that sandwich you made i was like good ass sandwich Dang, dude this is years later that's crazy years Great. later i can i can see the comments now mary lou make me a sandwich <laughs> i'm gonna throw that on a sammy you know, like you know you want that soup too a little dunk action i got you yeah well, here's why i asked that question because I had a friend who I swear should have gone to culinary school, um, but and one friend that shouldn't have. So this one guy. Yeah, which one? Made, which one am I, Mary Lou? Am I the one who should have or shouldn't have? Should have. I should have, dude. I add hot Cheetos to everything, dude. It makes everything better. I like that a little texture, right. a little heat. Yeah. And then oh. and then H E B stole my idea and they add hot Cheetos to to freaking sushi, dude. See, everyone made fun of me and then H E B does it. That's, Mary that's Lou. You yeah. need to have yourself a uh, avocado hot Cheeto sandwich. That's my wife's like favorite, like guilty kind of like meal, like like just like I want to do something disgusting and enjoy it. That's her thing. Right. So, anyways, but this yeah. friend cooked a brisket in like the dorm room washateria using a slow cooker. Wait, 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 wait. What is a washateria? I don't know. Did I say it wrong? Where we wash our clothes? <laughs> yeah, but there's a laundry a area? Yeah, there's a, a, there's a cafeteria and a laundry room. <laughs> George tries too, too hard to be white. <laughs> oh, that is messed up. And it looks like the kitchen and the, the washer and dryer right next to each other. It's like, all right, this is the range. Well, kind of, the it really was. And dryer. It really was. It was microwaves. There was a, and then there was a washer and dryer. 
It was like the common area. So it's not is not the called the washateria? I used to pass out there. It was my favorite place to pass. What's it called? <laughs> Off of those gummies? <laughs> Just call it a common area, common room. So that's oh, laundry, that's whatever it was. Whatever it was, it was there. That's what he did with a slow cooker brisket. And then beans in a coffee pot. And then I walk into my room. My roommate is making a tortilla peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And he's hot pressing it using a uh, iron. <laughs> and so I'm thinking he's ironing clothes. And I go, hey, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I, I think I said, like, hey, you're going out tonight. And he goes, no, I'm making dinner. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, peanut butter and jelly tortilla. You've never had this? Is that me? No, this none oh, okay. of them were you. <laughs> That's not, I don't even know if it's me or not. <laughs> no, no, none of them were you. Uh, okay. But yeah, so that's why I was like, there has to be a lot of other people that make weird things during college. Like I never did anything with like my iron, but I, because I used to be an RA in college. So I used to have all of my, my programs and they would be like cooking programs. So I would get a lot of the students together and we would just like go downstairs into the um, the common room, but our common room had like a full kitchen in it, and we would just cook in there. And then we would hey, so George and I, we would get it well separate occasions though, but uh, we've gotten in trouble a lot with the RAs and stuff. So we want to hear your crazy RA story. Do you have any crazy RA stories? My friends have more crazy stories than I do, but I know like there's one well, day like it's like the first day when everybody is moving in. And so I have a trainee with me and I'm just going to let you know that I didn't want this trainee. Like we all get to pick who our trainee is and there's like 20 of us and there's only six trainees. And so I was like, uh, well, you want these people, you can have them. It's like, I guess I don't want anybody. And they're all like, Mary, will you take her please? And I said, I don't want her. Like, Hell no. <laughs> she's got like a lot of energy. And so they're like, Mary, her energy's going to match yours. I said, I don't want her. And then I remember one of my friends like, Mary, for the love of God, please, please take her because I'm going to end up with her. And I was like, fine, I'll do it for you. So I take her and just this like, this, this blonde haired blue eye, like Southern Texans, real squeaky voice, having little girl. She's like, my name's this and that. And I was like, all right, come on, come on. You're going to, you're mine. So we're like walking down and like we already went through our first week of training before anybody moves in. And we're, we know everything that we're supposed to do for all the protocols. So you do your, your rounds so at 10 o'clock, you just walk through and you're just trying to make sure that nobody's music is too loud and you don't hear anything that you're not supposed to hear. But it's like, we're all college students too. So it's not like I'm my ears on the door. I'm honestly just walking. I'm like, we just, that's it. We just walk in and be like, Hey, turn your music down. Hey, that's too much. All right. Let's turn the lights off. You know, just things in the common room. What you do in your room? I don't really care. That's your room. But just don't disturb others. And so we're walking. Somebody has their music loud as fuck. And I knock on the door. And he opens the door. And this huge, just like cloud of smoke just hits us. And then she's looking. She's like, um, um. And so I kind of like move her out the way. And I was like, hey, my name's Mary Lou. I'm just letting you know that your music's too loud. Um, and if you could turn down, he goes, oh, yeah, that's cool. So he turns it down. And then we got to go through the entire protocol. But she's panicking the entire time. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm like, don't say shit. Like, you say something. They're going to stop what they're doing. They're going to put everything away. We're going to get in trouble later for it. And I was like, stop panicking. Just, just, just act cool. And she's like, but that's not allowed. I know it's not allowed. Like, I just told you it's not allowed. Like, shut the fuck up. 
So, so oh, you'd be oh, so you're a you're a cool RA. You, I just went in like I still did my protocols. Like, hey, we yeah, yeah, turn, of course, of course. You got to turn like the air handlers off so that the smoke still stays up there. Like, I felt real bad because I do that to call his mom. Be like, hey, mom, I know you just dropped me off, but you gotta come get me because I got kicked out the dorms because I was smoking weed. Like that, <laughs> that's what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, George had a big ass party one time. I don't know. Hell yeah, George. <laughs> yeah, I was not not always about the rules, Mary Lou. Um, so what we did? If only we had an RA time, like you. Yeah, one time we did pay off the RA with uh, <laughs> McDonald's. So we were like, we're about to make a McDonald's run. Uh, what do you want? I'll buy you whatever you want. So we did that. Um, and the biggest thing I did was I threw a beer pong party tournament not a party it was a tournament like a full-on tournament a whole ass fucking tournament yes different teams what we did was we knocked out the dorm the whole uh room like Uh all the the big stuff we moved it into a different room we destroyed our beds and put them in the uh, closet everything against the wall and then we i don't know can i get in trouble for this i don't know so we took uh I right. no more. Do you have your degree? Fuck it. What are they gonna do? Right? You don't to donate, dude. Fuck that. Yeah, right. It's like, hey, what's we'll your podcast? Yeah. Um. So what I did is I took this uh, um huge where they store drinks, and I put a keg in it, and I put it in the closet. So it was like the the campus. I don't know what it was like something cooler? they used for like events. The yeah, the campus cooler, like this big old campus cooler, put a whole keg in it and put it in the closet and then um, took a table from the cafeteria and put it in the room to make it our beer bong table, our beer pong table. And then um, somebody made a big old chart to make the tournament, like everybody, like the, the squares or whatever it's called. Um and we just did it, and it was so it was so crazy that I had a late class that night, and everybody was ready to start. And they said, I I texted them I was like, dude, I can't get out early. Like, usually I would just leave class. I was like, all right, I'm done with this because all I all I really did was just show up for the test. You know, I was one of those people. Um, but I couldn't leave that night for whatever reason. They're like, no, we're gonna wait for you. And that was I, like the coolest thing. Like, you set this up. We're going to wait for you. And that was like the coolest thing for me. Anyways, so after that, the RA's calling me and calling me. He hates this story. We're still friends. He hates this story. He goes, hey, man, you guys are being kind of loud. What's going on in there? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, one of the guys is losing it. He's kind of drunk. We are drinking. Like, I'm sorry. And then, you know, my wife, you know, she was at my girlfriend at the time. So I kind of was just like, she's here. So that's the girl voice that you hear. Meanwhile, there was like 15 girls in there. <laughs> so I was like, um, I was like, so she's here. So that's the girl voice you hear. And like, we're trying to like help. And then it finally, it just, it got way too loud. But we were right at the last round. Like we were at the championship round. And there was money involved. Like people put money involved for this. And all right, you guys need to get the fuck out. Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. Um. That's fucking funny. Honestly, I don't know if I should be... Uh, I, I'm honestly very impressed. 
by what? As, as soon as he told me that he got the cake inside, like, how did you get the cake? And nobody saw you get the cake inside. So that was that was very impressive. And he sold the table. Very impressive. <laughs> I'm just thinking um, my dorm. And I'm like, how did you get that up the elevator without anybody? That was, it was just two stories. There was, there was, yeah, there was two stories. No there elevator. was a lot of people involved. A lot of people were involved. So like my brother was, my brother went to college with me. He's like really close to my age. So um, he helped me out. We threw it with the table. We threw it in my truck and just ran. Like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> the cake, I, we, we, the cake, what we did, we put it in those uh, bins like the, the moving out bins kind of ah. thing. And so we were just like, oh, yeah, we're just moving stuff. <laughs> like, like no big deal. So we brought it in. Yeah, so um, that happened. We got kicked out. Um, you know, the RA was my friend, so he kind of let everybody go, just like, hey, don't come back. He didn't realize there was a cake in the closet. He still says that if he knew that, then he would have, like, really, like. Right, would have really laid into you, because that means we get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, after all that, we had to take the cake out, and it was brought, like, we had to return it. It was already time to return it, or else we were going to lose our deposit. So it was kind of one of those, like, whatever, like, we're done. Let's just run through the halls, into the uh, bring the car as close as you can. We'll throw it in the trunk. Okay. So we're doing that, and we're running. And as soon as, like, we're about to throw it in the trunk, there's a professor walk in the same area and he looks at us and then looks at the king and he looks at us again he goes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like good job and we're like okay throw it run <laughs> so we just took off funny. so there's that hey but it's not about know, me it's George, about Mary Lou don't do that story me. Mary Lou so anything if you want to mention anything about college go for it if not what happened after college Mm, I don't have anything else fun in college. I had three jobs in college. So, I mean, I, just, I did a lot of work. Uh, then after college, like, I just, I went to culinary school. And that's that's pretty much it. I went to culinary How did school. you manage three jobs? I know. How did you manage three jobs? Because your girl and, works. And, <laughs> and what were they? Okay, so uh, my three jobs, I worked at Papadell which y'all oh. remember, so yeah, yeah. I worked at Papado and I was a server over there and that was in Dallas. So it was like a 45 minute drive off of 35 and everybody know how much we, everybody hate 35. That's, yeah. So it was, I would do that on the weekends. I worked as an RA and then I also was part of like this council and we would meet like twice a week. And so that, those were like the three jobs that I had. So like my RA job gave me a place to live and then my, um, job at Papa was like I worked at the front of house I didn't work in the kitchens I was a server but it was like my way to get my foot into the door whenever I start at a restaurant I always like to work the front of house first so I can see what's going on and then I can mm -hmm. see what's going on in the kitchen without anybody being like well what is she doing it's like yeah it's just a server you know that's when you get to see what the cooks are really like because they're not trying to impress nobody they're just over there like fucking around all the time so yeah. also you have a very holistic uh, perspective on things though Mm -hmm. Dang, you're smart. Like, oh, yeah, I do what I can. Yeah, man, yeah, sure. Like, UNT degree right there. <laughs> oh, kick it. <laughs> I read somewhere that you were a um, a dishwasher for a racetrack. I was. So we have a Rotama Park. That was like my first job. So, I, yeah. So in high school, my senior year, I had two jobs. 
girls stay working, no shit. Yeah. Uh, my two jobs, I worked at a bank because we had a bank in school. And then every Saturday we had to like work. No, no, every two Saturdays we had to work at the actual branch. I worked at Randolph Brooks. And then on the weekends, I was a dishwasher at Rotama Racetrack. So in the mornings, they would let me prep. But at night, I had to like jump and do dishes. And that that was how I got my start. Dang, that's awesome. So why so many jobs in college if you had a full scholarship? Oh, because I was just trying to get like, I had a full scholarship, but it didn't pay for anything else besides like my tuition. Tuition, yeah, that's true. But then also like, I really wanted to do one of my work study with Papado. So I wanted to build like a rapport. Yeah, yeah. And then like, like I said, the full scholarship paid for my tuition, but staying in housing paid for all of my housing. So I had to like do whatever it was there so I could stay there for free. And then I had like mother jobs just so I can have a little bit of extra spending money because I give us a stipend of like $180 like every two weeks. But I spent that on Taco Cabezi all the time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, slaps. Or, or Worm, uh, he would spend it on Chachos. Have, have you been to Chachos? I've been to Chachos. Yeah, we got that all over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You make better nachos than Chachos. Like chachos nachos. All right, then. Just making sure. I was like, oh, worm, worm. I was about to get mad if you say yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what he was. Like, everybody knew, like, oh, worm's coming into town. Oh, we're going to eat chachos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, man. I love chachos. All right. So, what happened to college? You went, then? To, you went to culinary school. Culinary yeah, school. Yeah. I went to culinary school. Culinary school, like, I feel like it definitely taught me discipline because, like, I went to CIA, which is the Culinary Institute of America, and it's, like, the most prestigious culinary school in America, and I went to our, like, San Antonio campus, and they are strict. <laughs> mm. So, you know, like, you, you're in college, you show up late, eh, it's fine, you don't have all the information, eh, it's fine, like, I show up a minute late, and I miss roll call, like, that's a tardy, you get three tardies, you fail, and I was like, the fuck? Oh. I'm like, that's ridiculous. One girl, her mom died and she missed two classes and she had to repeat it. I was like, God damn, this shit is so serious. Really? Like no leeway. Mm-hmm. And it's like you would get all your stuff and all your prep ready in the morning. And if you didn't have what you needed, that was your fault. And I was like, fuck, everybody took all the portion cups. Because when you're starting, everything is nothing but portions. Like you need one pepper cut up this way. And then once you get into the older classes, you're like, I don't need that anymore. Now I can just like cook how I want to cook. So mm. Wow. It definitely taught me a lot of discipline, but it's like I'd wake up at like 5.30 so I could get there by 7 o'clock. And like I used to work at Papado at the same time. So I went from being a server at Papado to being a manager at Papado. And I just still worked in the front house. Like I'm a front house manager. And I'd work there four days a week for like, I don't know how many hours, but I know on Friday it was like my 21 hour day. And I used to hate Fridays because I didn't get home until... I don't know, almost 1 a.m. And like, you know, I'd been up since five. So a bitch was fucking tired. And I remember I wake up and I call my friend. And I'd be like, I don't want to go to school today. And she'd be like, shut the fuck up, Barry. Get up and go to school. And I was like, am I going to see you there? She's like, yeah. She started crying too. She's like, yeah, I don't want to go either. I was like, I'm sleepy. And then now after I graduated, I was like, I miss it. Dang. How long was culinary school? 18 months. 18 months? Yeah. 18 months. So, like, I went 2015, and then I grad. No, I went 2014, and then I graduated in the middle of 2015. Okay, nice. And it was it was a lot. And then I worked at Papado for, 
maybe a couple more years. So I think I spent all in all maybe four years. After culinary school? Mm-hmm. As a manager? No, then I got myself into the back of the house. So after culinary school, then I was a kitchen manager for a couple of years. Nice. I realized that's not where I wanted to be. Did they did they uh, promise you that if you finished culinary school or yeah, they, something that or just the opportunity came up? They led me to believe that once I finished culinary school, I could go to like our like mother location, which is in Houston, and I can work and be part of like the chef team and create wow. things that I was working towards. And after I graduated, that didn't happen. So I was like, you're just going to keep stringing me along until it happens. And I'd, I'd seen so many people that were working at Papa they're like, yeah, they promised me this, but you just got to wait a little bit. And I'm like, well, you've been here for six years. I ain't got that type of time. Like, I'm either moving up or I'm moving on. I ain't got time for that. Yeah, so then I, I left and I, I went to go work at um, Perry's Steakhouse. Okay. So I was a sous chef over there. And then after I left there, because I was there for like four months, there was some shady shit going on. I, I was like, this ain't right. This this ain't fucking right. I got to go. Oh, so I left there. What were they doing? We want to know. <laughs> Let your journalism part come out. I found out later after, because, you know, I said, I saw my connects there and your girl likes to gossip. Like there was like <laughs> drug ring that was going on. And so I was like, I knew something was going on because like the guys would do shit. But I would get blamed for it. And I was like, that's not fair. Why am I getting blamed for all the shit that they're doing? And then, like, they would come in and everybody was all buddy-buddy and chummy with each other. And I'm like, no, that's the motherfucker that I had to clean his station last night because his whole ass left and you're not going to do nothing? And it's like, no, that's just Chewy. Why is there always a Chewy? There's always a fucking Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just chewy. And I was like, fuck Chewy. A bunch of Mexicans, huh? I'm just saying, Chewy. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, Were they you serving say, horse meat? Did I have you say drug class. ring? Because if you said that, I'm going to have to cut all that out. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe. There was something going on at Paris. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll keep it at that because at some point I don't want somebody coming after us. I don't know. I want people to come after us. Right, Mary there's, Lou? The journalism's coming out, right? There's always a Chewy and there's always a Lobo. <laughs> I will agree with that somehow. That is very true. I'm all like, what's up, Lobo? And I'm like, every fucking day. But there's always a Chewy and a Lobo, and they're always up to no good. Except for sometimes, because most of the time, like Chewy and Lobo, those are always the fun ones, though. They are. I have plenty of <laughs> plenty of friends that are called Chewy, and they're all fun. It's always one of those, shut the fuck up, Chewy. <laughs> but you just yep. laugh at me at yeah. time. So, also, I don't know why I said Chewy at the same time, but when I, would, I should say Chewy, like, properly. <laughs> <laughs> So, you can say it the way you like you do, but I'm saying for me, I Mary Lou, don't take that crap from George. That's I'm sorry, George. I need you to calm that down. Oh, my culero. Sorry, sorry. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm just trying to go too hard, too fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did there. There you okay. go. Um, so what happened after after that place? Then that shady ass place. Okay, after that shady ass place, I went to the Tower of the Americas in oh, the chart house. Nice. Yeah, you know, you like. Look, I'm up at the top, and my family was like, look at Mary. She's so you look down upon all of us, then. Is that what you did? And I need you to know that I was fucking miserable looking down. I was like, man, I want to be looking up with everybody else. I hated that place. Really? Why? Like, Worm just wants the cheese, man. I got you. I got you. Like, being a woman in this industry. It's what the people want. You know what I want? You understand? You, you your minor was communication. You had to say journalism. Yes, That's what I'm sir. trying to do for the people. Look at you, caring for others. <laughs> Not like 
But I, I appreciate the tower for what they did for me because they made me a stronger person. But they only made me a stronger person because of how shitty that place was. Like I hated. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't intentional, right? It was. Uh oh, we lost it. Uh oh. What's his name? Um, are you a Spurs fan? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. What team do you like? I'm I'm a no team person. I'm sorry. All right. Well, just... San Antonio Spurs coach Popovich. So his name's Popovich. They have the same hair, so I just call him Pop. It's called Pop. I was like, I used to be a Spurs fan, but then I stopped dating that boy, so then I wasn't a Spurs fan anymore. Oh, sure. Were you dating? Sure. You know what? Were you, George, you're recording? All right. Uh, it's, it's been recording, yeah. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't dating. Right. Uh, who, how, what Spurs team were you uh, dating? I wasn't dating a member from the Spurs team. Just the guy I was with just really liked the Spurs. Ah. <laughs> oh, I am. I used to be a Patriots fan, and then when I stopped dating him, like I wasn't a Patriots fan either. I'm still Tom Brady, or while you're dating Tom Brady? Nah, man. Like if I could, I wouldn't. I'd never let that go. I'd be running in bloody shoes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah, he's over there. Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually wearing some uh, Tom Brady shoes right now. Oh, look at you. A little bit of a Uggs. (laughs) Come on, on, seven. My feet warm. Seven ring action. Uh, uh, you disappointed me. I thought you were dating a Spurs player. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not dating a Spurs player. And now, like, a lot of them come up to like whiskey cake. Oh, shit. A lot of Spurs players? Nice. Yes. There's been a couple times where like Ginobili comes up there and like Ginobili! he would come up and it's just like, are you trying to be igno- incognito? Because he would like stand on something real tall and then he would like stand up and stretch. And I'm like, so now there's this eight foot man standing around stretching. <laughs> and he's like, uh, no one's noticed me yet. Let me just hit him with this. Holy shit, that's Ginobili. <laughs> oh, I like Ginobili. Days. We, get a, we get a good amount of them. And I think it's because we're so close to the Dominion and I think that's where they all live. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's the rumor. They all live up there. Hey, hey, so let's get back to the Tower of Americas. I think um, they probably hurt this cheese man. They hacked. They hacked it, and that's what happened. But you know what? Don't let that discourage you. So Tower of Americas, why was that such a shitty place? Like, the turnover rate was ridiculous, but I'm there, and, like, all the cooks were taking bets on how long I would last. Oh, wow. Um, Were you a manager there or just uh... No, I was the sous chef over there. So after that, after Papado, all the rest of my stuff is, like, strictly back of the house i'm like i don't want to do front of the house i'm good in the back mm. so it's like let me let me ask because i don't know uh what what does sous chef mean yeah yeah what are the levels because we don't know so there's like executive chef which you run the kitchen and then the sous chef right underneath the executive chef so you're like his his like first-hand men or ladies and then after that you have the cooks that are in the kitchen so i'm pretty much telling the cooks what to do nice. but i'm not the boss like the the executive chef is the one that's the boss, and he tells me what to do. So he'll make my schedule and, you know, pretty much. So, like, on the show, on, and we're going to get to Hell's Kitchen eventually, but um, on the show, so it would be, like, I'm just trying to picture it because I, I really don't know. Uh, it would be Gordon Ramsay, the executive chef, and then, like, the team members, like, you were on Team Red. So the girl, I forget her name, and I'm sorry. Christina? Christina? Mm-hmm. So, Chris- Chef Christina. Well, chef. She will be the sous chef, and then you guys are the cooks there. Yes, that is one hundred percent what it is. Okay, okay, cool. Um, I just it, it makes it better for me because I've been watching the show nonstop. <laughs> nonstop, uh, it's a really nonstop watch. It'll never stop. 
I binged it. As soon as you said you were going to come on, I was like, I don't Actually, I've never watched the show ever. Until <laughs> <Me you>. either. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so we're going to get into how you got into all that. But yeah, I mean, I, I watched it because I was like, San Antonio girl, oh, I'm going to watch it. And then I was like, I wonder if she'll be down for the podcast. And so thanks. Here we are. Hey, thanks. Um, Thank you for joining. We made it. <laughs> and so now back to the chisme of the towers of America's. Uh, um, like I would make bets on how long I would last, but like being a girl in the industry is already like difficult. And then me being younger than everybody else. And then me being a pretty girl at that. It's like, you know, you meet those guys over there like, Hey girl, what's going on? I'm like, Lupe, stop fucking talking. No, I don't want you. No, leave me, leave me alone. But it's like, you make them mad and then they make your life a living hell. So it just started to be, Oh, really difficult for me to try to like uphold the standards that I thought we needed to have when the entire kitchen's against me. And we used to have this one guy and he like pretty much was like over the executive chef and he would talk to me all the time and not in like a way where it's like, Oh man, I think you're fine. I'm going to get with you. It would like, we would both be on the elevator together and people would see us get off the elevator. And they're like, what was Mary and this guy talking about? And I was like, we just got on the elevator at the same time. He asked me how my day was. But they're like, Mary's talking to this guy, you're you're betraying all of us. And I was like, how am I betraying anybody? Because I'm talking to the boss. They're like, yeah, well, Eric ended up getting in trouble because you said this stuff. And I was like, I didn't say anything. It's not my fault that the boss came in the kitchen and saw things that he didn't want to see. But everything was like my fault. And everybody would get upset with me. And I was like, I don't want to fucking deal with this mentality that you got going on. Plus, like dealing with sexual harassment that's going on every day. But it's like, do you say something or do you not say anything? Cause you don't want it to go too far, but you don't want to lose your job, but you don't want the guys to think that you can't take a joke, but you don't want the joke to go too far. Somebody ends up getting hurt. So eventually like they did this thing, it's called flooding the window, which is just what it says. We have a window of food and they'll flood it, they'll flood it full of food. So all you do is you get mixed up and you sell the wrong food to the wrong tables. And so like they flood the window, I'm going and I'm just going as fast as I can trying to sell the food, make sure all the specs are right. And one of the guys says something in Spanish and everybody laughs. And then I remember I went to the cooler, which is upstairs. And then I just cried. And then after I cried, I wiped my eyes. Upstairs, and then I cursed everybody out because I was so mad. And then after that, everybody had a lot more respect for me. Oh, wow. Do you know what he said? Not at all. I can't remember to this day. That was like six years ago. And I was like, I don't care what you said. I just know that you said he's like, we're just playing around, Mary. And I was like, I don't give up fuck if you're playing around or not you either want to be here or you don't you can go get another job it like gets to that point where you're just like i will do your job just because i don't want to here i'll make my life harder because at the end of the day it's going to be easier when you're gone yeah. and so i think the guy that but then they started to have more respect for me but by that time i was ready to go wrecked to get up out of there and then i found myself at whiskey cake and i've been there for the past almost four years well here's the thing um like this podcast is meant to to like broaden perspectives and not only like just tell your story uh, and your story right now as a woman in an industry that like you said is a male dominated industry. Thank you. I I, I didn't want to say it because I felt weird saying it. Did I, I don't know. I don't know why I felt weird saying it, but it is. Um, our thing having uh, females coming onto the podcast we always ask like in your industry how do you feel and how do you think that 
we can fix that. Like if people are listening, how we're not changing people's minds. We're just trying to tell people and educate from people. your perspective. Yeah, exactly. Like cause that's the only way they're going to learn is listening from somebody else's perspective. So from your end, how does this, how do we make this better? Like, how do we just make, how would have your experience would have been better? I guess. How do we get rid of the assholes? Gosh, there you go. Well, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm t- <laughs> to get rid of it is going to be just to address it. A lot of times, like you can pull everybody together and have a whole conversation with everyone, but then that's just singling someone out. Where it's like, that's how you get that mob mentality where it's like, we're in trouble because of this one person. But if I could easily go up to one person who said, whatever it is that they said, just let them know, I didn't like that you said that, this is why. And it, it'll it squash it. Instead of it, instead of you saying something in front of a bunch of people, like everybody else is just like trying, like she's trying to embarrass me. Like I'm going to get my buddies around, but you talk to them one-on-one, like there's there's no egos involved. But nobody wanna, wants to look like the bad guy. So you're going to get everybody behind you. But it's just something that really does need to be addressed in the industry. And there's like, there's a bunch of women pages for it. Like it's, like you said, it's just, it's a male dominated industry and we just need to be more worldly and more understanding. So I'll have my guys that, well, my guys don't do it, but it's like, you'll work with a bunch of guys and they'll tell all their like sexist jokes and whatnot. And like, if they're going to say a joke, I'm going to say a joke right back. It's like, you want to talk about like your dick size, but I'm going to talk about something that goes wrong with my breast. I'm like, <laughs> they shit about it. And they're like, Mary, you started that shit. Don't start one, won't be none. But it, hey, well, that's the thing too. Like, I wanna like there's there's a time where it's like, where's this, where when does it stop being a joke? And that's a that's a like a good conversation to have. Like, when is the joke not a joke anymore? Because obviously, okay. like you said, if somebody's gonna talk about their uh, and you're going to talk about your, what did you call it on on your show, on the show? Your fun muffins? Can I, I say muffins? that? Is that what you, that's what you call Okay. My fun muffins that everybody saw. It's, it's like, it's just like. Warm, a, you owe her $20 because you saw the, sh- the the episode. I know. Yeah. Do you, remember that? Do you remember saying that? <laughs> that was the episode I was on last night. And I was like, everybody owes me $20. Everybody all my fun muffins, y'all owe me $20. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I put it on my, my Instagram, my cash app, and I was like, y'all owe me. So cash app, <laughs> let's use the honor system. All right, hey, give out your cash app. That way uh, people can send you $20. Say it out. Say it out. Dollar sign, Mary Lou, one, three. That's it. Easy peasy, oh, limit squeezy. $20. Send her 20 bucks right now. All right. Send your 20 I'm bucks. Just... <laughs> I'll give you my credit. Uh, but okay, let's let's talk about that. You know, strong opinions, broad in perspectives. When does the joke not a, is not a joke anymore? It's like you have to educate the masses what's able to be said and what's not able to be said because we all need to make sure that we're equals in this. So if you're going to have an inappropriate conversation with your friend, you don't need to have an inappropriate conversation with your friend for the entire staff to hear. It's like I'm talking to this one person. I'm going to pull you aside. I'm going to talk about it. But it's when to have tact and, and when to not speak about things a lot. Like, you wouldn't talk about this in front of your family, so why are you talking about it in front of me? It's, it's inappropriate. It's something that's going to make me feel another way. But if you can just understand that there are other people around you, 
then it makes everything a lot easier. And it's, it's really an older mentality. Like you get a lot of the newer people from the past, like five years that have been in the restaurant industry that are starting here. And they all understand, like, I don't deal with that at all at my restaurant. And even when I got there, that's not anything that I had dealt with. It was a different mentality. Like anybody that's going to talk about this or anything that's going to, anybody that's going to make somebody feel uncomfortable, don't need to be a part of the staff. That's, that's the old mentality. And then do you feel like you as a chef being a female are not given the same opportunities as, as a male? I and I say this and I should preface this. Like I always say, or at least in my, and this could be ignorant and bad in my own part. But when I think chef, I always think female. And that could be my own, like, am I wrong thinking that as well? You're not wrong thinking that, but that's pretty much the way that you were raised, right? With your mom in the kitchen. Grandma, yeah. Yeah, your mom. And and it's different because it's like barbecue, man, everything else, woman. Absolutely. That's just what you see because the tough thing to do is to get the meat and throw it on the grill. But (laughs) mom's inside cooking everything. The good stuff. Like the actual good stuff with flavor. Like anybody can throw meat on the grill, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. But uh, uh, one, one of the girls that I work with, it's, uh, there's only a couple girls. So there's one girl in the morning and her name's Maria and she runs my line. And I love when she cooks for me. She'll make, I'll make like all my little fancy dishes and she's like, won't be in Mary. So good. So good. I'm like, thank you, Maria. But then she, I'm like, what are you doing over there? She's like, I'm making flautas. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. We getting flautas today, Maria? And she's like, yeah. And I'll be like eating her food and I'm dancing at the same time. She made me this one like salsa and it was like the color of blood. And I <laughs> it was the spiciest shit that I had ever eaten in my entire life. And it was like, it was like water. And I was like, what is this, Maria? And she's like, it's poquito pico. And I was like, okay, <laughs> just a little spicy. That's fine. And I was like, you don't put me in the menopause with this shit. I don't know. So it's like the the mom, the woman, like she's in the kitchen making all the things. But like the mentality is like the strong man is going to throw the meat on the grill because he killed that meat and he's going to do all these things. Oh, yeah. But it's like. Yeah. And I think and the way I see it is like the kitchen is nurture, like that nurture, like flavor, everything like is made with love, you know, whatever. And then the barbecue meat on the grill is like a party, like. Ah, guy stuff. We're going to get rowdy. Yeah, uh, the meat on the grill is like bang, bang, flip, toss, done. But like in the in the kitchen, you know, time, patience, seasonings. I always tell her, I was like, did you add all of your love to it? And every time she makes me something, she's like, todo amor, todo amor, todo amor. Like, <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Maria, because I can taste it. Nice. That's awesome. So going back, like, like, you think there's a shift maybe? Like you're getting more opportunities or... Still, there has to be a lot of change happening. There's, there still has to be change, but it's it's getting better. I am the only female chef in my company. Oh, damn. I'm the only female chef. And then, like, we had one of our chefs put in his two weeks. So hey, now I'm to the chef. We drink it today. Hey! hey to that. Well, I did it silently. So I already drank. We shouldn't because that's a bad thing. But, I mean, at least you're hopefully paving the way. Well, I have some type of representation, but it's like I'm the only female chef in my company. I'm the only black chef of my company, and I'm the youngest one in the company. Dang. Triple win. I know. I'll be hitting them. And it's like, I know it, it, it really baffles me because I see a lot of, like, my male counterparts doing a bunch of things that I know that I couldn't do. 
And I don't mean as in like, I'm a man. So like I'm picking up something heavy. I mean, like if I did that shit, I get fired. Why do you get to do that? So all this stuff, it, it still happens and you need somebody's eyes to be open. So right now we have a new CEO and he like came over, he's talking to all the chefs one-on-one and we're all over. So there's like two in Houston, two in Dallas, one in Tampa, one in um, OKC. I'm the only one that's in San Antonio and we're in like our own little island. So I think that's why I end up getting this job is because my GM is actually my old GM from Papado. So he knows how I work. Nice. So then like I worked as a Sioux and then he's like, Mary, you'll be a good CDC. And I'm like, I mean, I'll try for it if you think I'll be good at it. So like, he's really good and he's uplifting. But if I go anywhere else in the company, I just don't feel as supported because I'm, I'm a woman. And also because I don't have, it's, it's the family. And it's really funny because when you think of like chefs, you think of like, just like rock stars now, you know, it's like they're all playboys. They're just fucking a bunch of bitches, making money, cooking food. Like, I'm doing <laughs> is that what you're doing? Yeah, you don't even know my nightlife. <laughs> but it's like I don't have that family. And all the other chefs, they have like the the wife and the kids. And then there's mm. Mary, who likes to go to Comic Con. Too hard, too fast. <laughs> no, they're not ready for it. So it's like I'm asking for Halloween off, and they're like, "Hey, well, I have to do this with my kid." You chose to have kids. That's your fault. I asked for it off first. I want to go hang out and do like hood rat shit with my friends. So you're just going to get drunk. And? Yeah, that's true. That's your choice. It's your life. Hey, you're going to go and like ask strangers for candy. That's your fault. I'm going to go get drunk yeah. with people I know. And yeah, strangers. <laughs> so, so wait. So after Tower of America, is that, is that, oppor- is that the opportunity that came? Or yes. what was after Tower of the Americas that led you to that point? Then it was whiskey cake. So it's like. All right, 2H2Fers, we're going to pause the conversation here. Thank you to Standard Proof Whiskey for sponsoring this episode with Mary Lou Davis, part one. Remember, check out standardproofwhiskey.com. They ship right to your door. Mary Lou Davis, we're going to get more into Hell's Kitchen in part two, coming out Thursday. Worm, what are you going to say? Hey, go get Mary Lou 20 bucks. Mary Lou 1-2 on Cash App. Give me my money. Give her money, goddamn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're watching season 19, you know why. And you better be watching season 19 of Hell's Kitchen. Hell yeah. With that said, remember, dare to be you, dare to be weird. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>